Illinois lawmakers are required to draw new legislative and congressional district maps this year, but Republicans say it's time to start doing it a different way. We'll explore that on this edition of Capital Cast. Hello and welcome to Capital Cast, a regular podcast of Capital News Illinois. I'm Peter Hancock. Illinois lawmakers are now fully engaged in the process of redistricting. Both the House and the Senate committees have started conducting public hearings, with many of them focused on specific regions. It's a highly political and highly partisan process. Republicans, however, are saying it's time to take partisanship out of the process by handing it over to an independent commission. It's an idea that has, in the past, enjoyed bipartisan support, but so far, not this year. State Representative Tim Butler is a Springfield Republican who is the ranking minority member on the House Redistricting Committee. I sat down with him recently to talk about their plan. Here's that interview. Representative, the Republicans have put forth a plan. It's not it's been bandied about in Illinois for a number of years to form an independent commission to do redistricting. Uh, can you kind of outline what that plan looks like? Yeah, so the, the plan that we most recently put forward a few weeks ago uh, plays off of uh, legislation that was actually introduced in the Senate by a Democrat, Senator, Senator Morrison, that, that would set up a commission of, I believe, 16 uh, individuals that, that would help draw the map. So taking the map basically out of the legislature's hands and giving it to, giving it to, to individuals. Um, this is something that's been talked about in a variety of ways for, for many years. Uh, there was a constitutional amendment uh, that we tried to get on the ballot in 2016 that did the same thing. Uh, I've offered up actually similar legislation to the House as well to, to get a commission. So really, you know, at, at the base of it is taking the actual drawing of the maps out of the hands of the legislators who are obviously the ones most impacted by the maps uh, and giving it to a, a bipartisan commission, a nonpartisan commission, however, uh, however it gets determined, um, with some guidelines around uh, making sure that um, obviously laws are respected, voting rights laws are respected, minority representation is, is um, uh, you know, abided by. Uh, but also, some of the proposals have have said, you know, I, I believe we should take the the political data out of the equation as well. That's what, that's what really um, helps legislators gerrymander districts is because we have pretty good political data on how people vote in Illinois. So uh, there's a variety of ways to approach it, but uh, um, I, I wish we would have moved forward sooner on something like this, but we're at where, where we're at today, I guess. Okay, and so this plan has had bipartisan support in the past course we all know it's one thing to support a bill when you know there's no danger of it ever actually happening um there is it, the difference between that and voting for a bill that might actually become law uh this plan doesn't seem to be garnering a whole lot of support on the democratic side this year uh why do you suppose that is well i think i think we're down to the time where decisions really need to be made and you hit it on the head i think in the middle of the redistricting uh, or in the middle of the decade when redistricting isn't at the forefront, um, I think people find it a lot easier to support and vote for things. 
than when their political lives are right in front of them. Um, you know, next the next general election in 2022 will be the election that we all run on new maps for uh, all 118 members of the House, all 59 members of the Senate. And so I think people know that their political lives are at stake. And I think it's unfortunate that so many people, and it does have, I mean, this, this idea does have broad bipartisan support. I, I think it has support across the, the, the ideological spectrum, really, from, from liberals to conservatives. But again, I think, I think the, the majority when they're in charge, and, and, it's, and it's been as bad under Republicans as it has been under Democrats. Uh, and you see, obviously, um, uh, gerrymandering happening in Republican states as well. Um, you know, I mean, when when you're in charge and you've got the majority and you know you can draw the maps, it's it's very easy to to get it done and not not respect the thoughts and words that you've had over the last several years on, on something as important as this. Okay, so I went back and did some quick math. Um, in 2020, Joe Biden got about 58 percent of the presidential vote in Illinois, and Democrats won 61 percent of the House seats. Uh, 2018, Governor Pritzker got 55%. House Democrats got 63%. 2016, Hillary Clinton got 56% of the vote. Democrats got 55, 56% of the House votes. There's some differential there, but it's not huge. Um, do you think that the Democratic advantage in the House, or is there an argument to be made that the Democratic majorities in the Illinois House are simply the result of the fact that Illinois is a largely Democratic state. And how much of that do you attribute to gerrymandering? Well, even though even though the, the overall vote total might go one way or the other, uh, what's, what doesn't reflect those numbers is the actual percentages, I believe, in, in the House of Representatives themselves. I do not believe we are a super-majority Democrat-controlled state. I mean, we have 73 Democrats in the majority. We have 45 Republicans in the minority party in the, in the House of Representatives. And when and when statewide Democrat candidates get only in the the low to mid 50s for for their races, I think that's that's not reflected overall in the General Assembly. And the reason that's not reflected overall in the General Assembly is that the the, the Democrats have controlled the process for the last two redistricting cycles. And which allows them to to draw boundaries with that political data uh, to better elect more Democrats. So you carve up um, Republican areas and dilute them, or you pack Republicans into a district to create Democrat districts around the edges. And that's that's how you. I mean, that's how you gerrymander. That's that's how that's how parties in control do it. And so what happens is the 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 number of seats in the legislature really don't reflect the true um, uh, overall, you know, views of the people of, of Illinois at large. And that's, you know, that's that's the hazards of having, I think, a, a legislative body and with that's that's by geographic districts. But I think there, if if we did it in a different manner through a commission, I don't think you would see such wide uh, variety or wide range of majorities in in the legislature. Okay, so since the 1970 Constitution was ratified, the process actually has gone to a commission four out of five times. Uh, 2011 was the only time that the legislature actually got its work done on time. Um, and yet Democrats have still controlled the House for the vast majority of that 50 years. Um, 
is I'm just wondering, do you really think the results would be any different uh, overall if this were done by an independent commission? I, th I think the I think the majorities the differences between the majority and minority party would would be closer, and um, whether or not that means the Republicans would would get in the majority. I mean, we haven't been in the majority since the mid 1990s, um, but whether or not the Republicans get in the majority, I think it would reflect better the the population at large. And I think when you have closer um, uh, legislative makeup where there isn't such a wide disparity between the two parties. It leads to a different process legislatively. And I will just say that when, I mean, just getting Republicans out of the super minority changes changes the dynamic because it takes 71 votes to override a veto. It takes 71 votes to put a constitutional amendment on the ballot, things like that. And if, if Democrats had under that 71 votes, it would change the dynamic on a lot of, uh, a lot of discussions that we have. And the closer we are to that midpoint, you know, that takes 60 votes to pass a piece of legislation in the Illinois House of Representatives. The closer the two parties are to that 60 votes, I believe the, the ability for compromise and collaboration is greater because you're going to have to do that to try to get a piece of legislation passed. When you have a wider majority, you can still have more members of your majority party fall off without having to work with the minority on, on anything, basically. Okay, and the Constitution also gives you until June 30th to complete the process before it goes over to... Uh, that bipartisan commission, you're not going to have census numbers probably until late September. Uh, do you think it's possible that the legislature can get its job done this year? Or are we looking at a thing of maybe using census estimates or going off last year's maps? I think is I think it's New Jersey uh, has decided to just use its old map, old maps for two more years. Uh, right. There's. There's there's two states that uh, actually have their um, the legislatures elected this year in in the odd years and that's uh, New Jersey and, and Virginia. I, I am really concerned in Illinois that that we will end up drawing maps because of uh, the the majorities the, the Democrats desire to get done by June 30 uh, using old data which uh, it's called American Community Survey data which are which are surveys that go out in between the decennial census. I think I've gotten one in my lifetime where I've gotten a, a ACS survey. Yeah, I think um, I've gotten it, one. Yeah, and it's it's not really as in depth as the decennial census. It doesn't give you the it doesn't give you the same data and it doesn't go to it, it doesn't count everyone. Um, the the ACS data goes to about 250,000 people out of 13 million in Illinois. So it's it's estimating you are we're basically using a poll to, to draw our legislative maps if we use the ACS data. So I think, and beyond that, the ACS data, and we've had testimony of this in, in the committee hearings, um, the ACS data uh, is really thought to undercount minority groups. And that's a real concern, obviously, in Illinois, with especially with the growing Latinx population, with changes in the African-American population, with growth in the Asian-American uh, population, um, you know, I think that's a real concern that we're undercounting minorities if we use ACS data. So, you know, I, I, we have an avenue to use the, the data, the decennial census data, which now sounds like it may be available in a form that we can use in, in mid to late August. But the Constitution has a commission set up to be able to, to, to you know, as you said, it has a commission set up that we could use to draw these maps. And I think that's the process we should use 
spelled out what's uh, what's spelled out in the Constitution. So this year, we obviously have a unique situation. We not only had the pandemic during a census year, uh, there were wildfires in California, there were hurricanes in the Gulf, uh, really slowed down the counting process. Do you think the Illinois Supreme Court would cut you some slack by not meeting the deadline? Well, I think that's I think that's a good question. I think that's to be seen if if someone will go to court. I don't know if if um, you know one of the two parties or members of the legislature would go to court. I would assume that that anyone in Illinois probably has standing to go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has sole jurisdiction. The Illinois Supreme Court has sole jurisdiction over the Illinois legislative. Uh, redistricting process. I, I would assume that any any Illinoisan, since since obviously they're impacted by the census and they're impacted by redistricting, uh, could probably go to court as well. So I think that's I think that's to be determined. We have seen some states, uh, California being one with that, in the past, that have had constitutional mandates that have gone to their Supreme Courts and been given relief. So you know I I would assume eventually on some levels this will this entire issue will be litigated. This is. Redistricting is always a, a litigated process, so uh, I'm sure at some point we're going to be in front of the Supreme Court on, on at least one issue, if not multiple. So the Constitution was written around the possibility that lawmakers might not be able to get their job done on time. I guess nobody anticipated that the Census Bureau couldn't get its job done on time. <laughs> so uh, maybe a little short-sighted there. I don't know. Well, uh, well, I, but I think that's you know the Constitution, you know gives it to the legislature to do it by June 30 and then turns it over to this, this bipartisan commission. And it, you know, it doesn't stipulate why the, the legislature couldn't get it done. As you've pointed out, we've, we've failed to get it done by June 30 uh, most of the time since the constitution was written. And that's because of political reasons, because we've had a split between the governor and the legislative branch, things like that. Um, but, but the, the constitution doesn't tell you why uh, you know why, why the commission gets gets instituted after June 30. I mean, this is this is a unique situation where I think we should use what the tools that are available to us um, under the Constitution. So one other thing you have to do that we haven't talked about yet is congressional redistricting. Illinois appears to be losing one congressional seat. How difficult is that going to be? And can you tell at this point what part of the state is essentially going to lose a district? Well, it's uh, again. This is this is a delay. Here we are in the first week of, of April, and as of today, we haven't we haven't heard yet from the feds what the reapportionment is, which is the dividing up the 435 uh, U.S. House seats. Uh, but it is largely assumed that Illinois is going to lose uh, one House seat, going from 18 to 17 on the congressional level. Uh, and I would I would assume, given given the the shifts in population and the fact that downstate has lost population larger than other areas of state that you're going to see larger districts downstate um, and outside of the Chicago metropolitan area because of because of the the change in uh, the, losing the seat and also the change in population. So I guess when you say it, you know are, where are we going to lose the seat, it's probably going to be downstate. And then on top of that, you know obviously the Democrats have the ability to draw the congressional maps. They don't have the constitutional Illinois constitutional uh, structure that we have to get it done by July by June 30th or the commission. It's it's solely within the realm of the of the legislature. So what I assume the majority of Democrats will will do will do you know do their political uh, best to try to draw in as many Republicans as possible to eliminate a few of them. Would be my guess. There was one year, I guess, maybe multiple years, when it got punted to a three 
federal judge panel. Uh, that's the fallback. Um, so if the districts get larger in central and southern Illinois, does that make it more difficult for people like Mary Miller or Rodney Davis? Well, I think it certainly depends on how the uh, how the maps are drawn and and um, uh, you know who who gets drawn into what district. Uh, the difference you do have on the congressional level as well is you actually technically don't have to be a resident of that district to run for Congress. That's different than the legislature. You actually have to be a resident of the district. And we have had the case in Illinois previously where we've had members of the U.S. Congress who actually haven't lived in their district but they they've been elected to it. So I think it's to be seen. You know, the, the Democrats drew the congressional map um, 10 years ago with the idea that the 13th congressional district, which is where I live, uh, Congressman Davis's, Rodney Davis's district, that that would be a Democrat district. Uh, Congressman Davis that will have held that for the entire decade of, of the map. And so um, obviously that's, that, that's something we're very interested to see how that, how that plays out um, going forward and how the maps will be drawn because um, that impacts so many of us uh, with our federal representation. Okay, Tim Butler, Republican of Springfield and Republican spokesman on the House Redistricting Committee. Sir, thank you for being here. All right, take care. For the record, we reached out to Representative Elizabeth Hernandez, the Cicero Democrat who chairs the Redistricting Committee. We weren't able to line up an interview with her, but I did catch up with her after a committee hearing at the Capitol on Monday, April 12th. Here's what she had to say. Is the idea of an independent commission dead for this year? Dead for this year? It's a continuing conversation. I can't tell you until the, you know, the, really once we're finalized with all the testimony, where what direction this have is really Have you spoken to the governor or Speaker Welch about it? Um, they both have voice support for it. Uh, no, I haven't. Not at the moment. Um, you know, there's... It's, it's all, all I can tell you right now is we're just trying to get the input. It's just compile that information. Then we'll take that and that's the next step then. Um, should, should voting data be a part of that? Should voting... Voter history data, should that be a part of the... I would say we're taking a look at everything. We're taking a look at all kinds of data. It's unusual time. And that's all the time we have for this edition of Capital Cast. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a statehouse reporting project of the Illinois Press Foundation. Until next time, this is Peter Hancock saying thank you for listening.